This is episode 130 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're talking about four big mistakes you might be making if you're planning, getting ready for, or actually in a full-on launch mode. I'll see you inside. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. All right. So thanks again for joining me today. We're actually going to be covering the four big mistakes that I truly believe undermine and actually prevent you from having a successful product launch. So here's the thing. Now these these mistakes I don't want to I don't want to shame anyone but they are things that we all struggle with as humans <laughs> trying to get our work out into the world. So whether your launch was something free or it's something a paid product, it doesn't matter. I do believe that we all struggle with this these things. And I think that uh, when you hear these mistakes, you're going to be like, yeah, I've done that before. Or, hmm, I'm doing that now. Because I said the same thing when I was going through these mistakes. And I really do believe that you can learn something always from a mistake or from a way that you're behaving. And just, I want to encourage you to get curious about your own behaviors and your business, because you might discover you're doing something. You're like, well, I thought that was the right way to go about it, but actually I'm seeing that that's preventing me from doing whatever it is you're doing in the world. So I'm always looking at the underlying kind of um, feeling and the way that I operate, the things that I do, my own kind of personal productivity workflow. I'm always looking at that stuff. And I think that you should too, especially because if you're planning on doing live launches, you got to have, you got to be on your game, really. You've got to be committed and understand how you work best. And I actually think that that's important even as you're going through your business. So let's just jump into what these four are. This is not going to be a terribly long episode. And if you stick around to the end, you will hear me talking about a brand new workshop that I've put together for you. And you can actually grab it right now, actually. So let's dive into these mistakes first, because I think that once you hear them and start really thinking about them, you're going to see how you can even just make tiny little shifts and put yourself on a better path towards that better launch. So mistake number one, I really believe, is that people are looking at checklists too much. We're, we're depending on a checklist instead of building and improving our decision-making skill. 
So I, there are a lot of appropriate places and instances where checklists are valuable and work. Like how to set up a webinar page, how to use lead pages, how to start using a piece of software, a tool, you get the drift there. Now, another place where checklists might be important is during the launch. You know, the uh, launch definitely has some items and you will create those items yourself where they're you will be marking things off. Yes, the sales page copy is finished. Yes, it's handed off to the design the designer for the page. Or yes, it's handed off to someone to proof the page or test the page, test the buttons, etc. But it doesn't get you all the way there. So you can't really just say, okay, everything's I finished everything and gave me a checklist and we're good to go. Because a checklist won't tell you if you've done enough customer research or you've sent the right emails or enough emails or that you even got the tone right in these emails, in your communication, let's say on social media, in your sales page or during your webinar presentation. Uh, A checklist will only get you to ask the questions about why something is or isn't working. And I do believe that starting to ask questions, your ability to come up with questions about, okay, so now that we've done our webinar page, our landing page, and we've created our thank you page, do we need any other pieces of that experience for someone who's signing up? Let me sign up and actually just take a look at it and think, hmm, oh, right, I probably need some social sharing buttons there. Sure, those could be on a checklist, but I think it's actually more important to have the ability, have a, have people on your team or yourself who can be asking those questions. And I, I also know for a fact that having thoughtful conversations, asking questions, they lead to you basically strengthening your decision-making muscle. And decision-making is going to get you to a good launch, an amazing launch, much faster than just following a checklist. Now, I will say that there are going to be people, if you start to hire people for your team, there are going to be people potentially on your team who need checklists because they don't need to make the decisions about your launch necessarily. So, know that there will be a use for checklists on your team and in your business and on during your launches, but you as the leader, as the business owner have got to be really clear and okay asking the questions and not be like, well, I don't know what to do next. I need a checklist. You don't need a checklist. You just need to be able to ask really good questions. Mistake number two is that we are often, and I say we because I I get there too, we're often thinking about individual tools versus the entire system. So let me tell you what I mean by this. With the ever-changing technology in our world, if you're running an online business, it doesn't even matter. We're all faced with changing technology, right? So it's no wonder that we're always thinking about trying a new tool, optimizing maybe something that we've currently been using, or fixing the way tools are working, fixing something about a tool. Um, We're looking at how we process our payments, we manage tasks, 
where we house our products, how we deliver our digital products, how we promote our products. And the truth is the system of how you're doing these things is more important than the actual specific tool. The way that the tools work together and learning how to pull together these set of tools into a working system is actually a much much better approach and why I teach a systems module in Fearless Launching that than thinking about the individual tool. It's about integration because if your tools don't talk to one another, it doesn't matter how amazing it is. So let's say you switch to the fancy new email service provider. Great. Well, what if it doesn't talk to your payment processor? Or what if what if it takes a very complex process to link those up? And when I say complex, I mean more than one step. So the second you have to be adding, and I know people do add Zapier and other things like that, IFTTT, if this, then that. I understand that those tools exist, but if there's a way for you to have direct linkups between your tools and a clear way for things to be working and no weird workarounds you have to do, that's going to save you a lot of heartache and a lot of brain power during a launch when things go down because things go down. Systems, tools stop working. I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, just within the last week alone, Amazon S3, a place that hosts so many, so many people's, like, I think it's just like, I, I, can, I can't even like tell you the number of images, files, stuff that is hosted on Amazon S3. And Amazon S3 went down and it affected everyone I know, including myself. So just know that the less, the less number of tools you have talking to one another, the easier it is to figure out when something isn't working. And by the way, I do actually have a systems cheat sheet that, I, that I'll link down below. And I generally link in my podcast episodes because I think it's just a simple way to remind yourself about the primary systems that you need during a launch. And some of those systems actually are people. So if you want that, you can just go over to the show notes if you're not on the blog right now. And that's at ansamoylove.com forward slash 130, because this is episode 130. Okay, number three, the third big mistake I want to share is something that I've definitely been looking at recently. So with, with clients and different people that have reached out to me for some support, and that is changing everything versus keeping what works. So I always love it when there's someone on the team who's who's like the voice of reason. Do we really need to change that? <laughs> because here's the thing. Yes, some things do need to be updated and changed and um and revisited and completely scrapped. But you also need to know what worked and not change everything because and, and just let me just tell you the result of changing everything when there were things that worked, it can lead to nothing working, okay? And then you're like, wait, I sold really well on my last launch. Why did it not work this time? Doing a post-mortem is one of those things that, you know, we've done, I've done for years, to be honest, in animation, when I worked in production in Los Angeles on different types of projects, not even online programs, not even online business topics. But at the end of a big project, you always want to do some sort of postmortem, some sort of debrief where 
you look at what you thought was going to happen and then what happened you and then you just ask uh, again we're back to the asking questions you ask well what worked what do we think didn't work and it's a discussion not in your head but with other people even if you didn't have people working with you on a team you can still have this type of you know breakdown what happened on the launch with another person and what's interesting about this is that we like a good example really, is a friend of mine who's a branding expert and she helps, you know, big companies, really. She said that people often get bored. Okay, so I'm going to equate launching to branding for a second. People get bored with their fonts and their colors and the way that they're, the the outward appearance of things. And it's actually in the, in that moment when when you as the business owner get bored, that you're brand is actually kind of sticking. And that's a good thing. So just in that same way, we're going to get bored with our launches, with our products, with the way things are going. And believe me, I am, this is one I am guilty of beyond a shadow of a doubt. And uh, I've learned that lesson the hard way, to be on, to be honest again. <laughs> and that is that, you know, I often get bored with the way something is looking going and I focus then on those those items instead of looking at the things that did work and just saying, okay, we're going to do that, that, and that because that worked. And then we're only going to do one or two things differently. So absolutely, you have to do these launch postmortems. You have to look at your launch. You have to talk about it with someone and Understand that there is going to be some things that do work. You've got to keep those. You've got to ask yourself, okay, what worked? And if you don't know what worked, you need some help finding that out. Then perhaps you need to look at your numbers, at your open rates, at your attendees. However you launched, if you got, let's say, sales were lower during this launch, you have to look at where the sales came from okay, why didn't I do more of that then? If that sale came from that thing, then why didn't I do more of that? All right? So just remember that you don't have to change everything. That is a huge mistake. Um, And going into every launch thinking, okay, what are we going to do different? It actually should be like, okay, we're about to launch. What do we already have set up that's working? Okay. And I don't mean, and I don't, I don't want you to mistake what I'm saying today as in you can't upgrade the look, the feel of what you're, you've created, but don't just change everything. Why would you, right? Why would you? So the final mistake that I wanted to share today, I mean, there's always going to be things that you discover personally about yourself, the way you work, the way you launch, what works for you, what what speaks to your audience. The final thing, though, that I think is really common is support and getting help. And when I say support, I mean getting the right help. And then the mistake of leaning on other people, maybe people who are close to you in your life, for decisions. So again, processing what's going to happen in your launch and what happened is invaluable. And If you want to do any of these things that we've talked about today in a better way, if you want to look at the entire system instead of the individual tools, if you want to know what works instead of trying to change everything, if you 
want to be better at decision-making, then you need to get support because often support can be a sounding board. And I've done this for people before where I'm literally just their sounding board. I'm not really giving them strategy or tips or anything like that. Sometimes it's literally processing what's going to happen or, and then having someone reflect back to you you know, whether they're questions, whether they're, hmm, I'm not really clear about what your offer is. Uh, Someone who can just ask you the questions and help you plot out the path in front of you and not just be in your head because there is something to keeping all those details in your head. They will get lost. So absolutely no one I know who I've worked with, who I've helped on launches, No one I know who's gone above that seven-figure launch mark or the revenue level for their year has done so without hiring help. Yes, paying people to help them with their launch. And I know that this is not the easiest thing to hear, maybe. You're like, well, I can't afford someone. Okay, so if you can't afford someone yet, think to yourself, how much can you afford? Can you afford $100 a week for a month? Uh, and say, look, I need your help. Here's what I need your help with. You might not even be there yet. You might not even know, like, I don't even know what to hire people for. I get that. But you do need to find people. If you can't hire, find someone who can help you, maybe as an intern. Find someone in your family who can be your sounding board. Most of us know someone who has some business sense, even if they don't have a business. So you have to be willing to look for that support. Sometimes you can get that support inside Facebook groups, or if you're in a program, like I'm thinking of the Fearless Launchers, uh, you know, we go through phases where there's no one talking in the Fearless Launching group. And then there's phases where everybody's sharing what they're doing and sharing their sales pages and sharing who they need to hire. This is the kind of community you need is... One where you can be surrounded by other people either doing what you're doing or at least who understand what you're doing. And if you need help, for instance, with some of the things that I've talked about today of knowing how to figure out what works, what doesn't, and you really aren't sure about hiring someone just yet, maybe it's time to consider that coach or, you know, maybe maybe the coach or joining a mastermind group, whatever works within your budget or works within your comfort zone. Because I know hiring people is not in most people's comfort zone. Uh, For me even, and I'm used to doing it, but for my own business, I've definitely struggled with this. And right now I've been building out the team in a very different way than I expected. And I'm really happy with what's, what's happening right now. I'm really happening. uh, I'm really happening. I'm really loving what's happening with the team overall. So sometimes just getting that coach to like one off to just talk to you, even in one session, like I've already, actually, I've always said this to people who are considering thinking that they, they need help with like a personal problem. And, you know, they think maybe they should start therapy and I don't say, yes, you really need to go to therapy. But sometimes I have said, you know, maybe one session with someone will just give you the insight you need and you won't need to go to therapy as an ongoing thing. Because I think sometimes we think, oh, getting a coach means a long-term investment or perhaps 
hiring someone that we're not sure then if they don't work, how to not hire them. And there's there's lots of problems, lots of issues with getting help. I get that. And that's a whole other topic. But definitely even having a coach for an hour, a session with someone to talk through what your business is up to and what you're doing and what you feel like you need help with. Sometimes just talking it out loud can give you so much clarity. And I'm not talking about talking to your husband or talking to your business bestie, because sometimes that's a lot of pressure for that other person, right? So anyways, support is critical. And it's something I think about on a regular basis. And sometimes I'll even get a little bit too much leaning on my business besties and I'll think, gosh, you know, I really need to stop that. I really need to just pull back. I've hired people to help me. I need to get their input on this. All right. So if you want to go into any of these topics, I, like I said, at the beginning, I've just created a brand new launch workshop for you, which really speaks to the foundation you can build for all your launches. And I'm telling you first, because I know you'll want to jump on it while it's fresh, while it's hot off the press. And here's what we're going to be covering in that workshop. And it's completely on demand. So it's ready for you now. Uh, the one place you're wasting the most time and that could be the cause of all your launch problems this is really huge. Again, if you're asking questions to yourself, you might actually know that answer. We also cover why knowing how to set your launch goals actually sets you up for bigger success. This is something that if you've downloaded the launch workbook planner, that you know that that's one of my first 10 steps is actually setting those launch goals. I'm also going to share with you my secret super secret shortcut to creating my own launch plans. And this is great if you hate planning, believe it or not, because I know that I love planning, but if you hate planning, you're going to love this shortcut. And then we're going to spend most of our time in the workshop going over the key phases in your launch and the exact action steps that you can take right away. So you're going to walk away with action steps and a few shortcuts to putting that launch plan together. I've got a brand new little workbook for you that goes right along with the, with the workshop. And I'd love it if you would check this out. So all you need to do is just head over to ansamorelove.com forward slash 130. It'll be linked right there in the show notes as well as on the sidebar on the blog. So you'll definitely see it around, but I'd love for you to go grab that because if you've ever kind of struggled with launching and or even if you've launched before and you're like, wow, I have so much resistance to this. What am I missing here? And if you've even just started asking the question, I really encourage you to check out this workshop. I'm really excited about it. It's something that I'm always helping people figure out for themselves. And so I'm hoping that I can help you figure that out for yourself because I want you to have a successful launch. That's all I want is for you to be like, yes, I did so much better than I thought I would. <laughs> That's always a great thing, right? So thanks so much for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I am always just so happy every single time I'm recording these episodes. So I'm even happier when I hear from you that you're loving them. So I appreciate everyone who's reached out to me in the last couple of weeks. I mean, for real people. Awesome. You rock. 
And if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, head over to iTunes, look for The Fearless Launching Show and subscribe. Of course, I would love it if you would take a moment, leave me a brief review and feel free to reach out to me as well. You can always hit us up at support at andsomewellove.com. We're here for you and we are so excited to watch you launch. Take care and have a great rest of your week.